Welcome to the Evolvepreneur podcast channel, which is sponsored by Evolvepreneur.biz, a new online community-based platform designed to help develop your skills and knowledge to be massively successful in this new digital age. Your host today is John North, who is a three-time number one international best-selling author and strategic marketer. John's passion is to help business owners to master the online marketing world. Welcome to Evolvepreneur podcast channel. Today I've got Liam Austin, who's a digital marketer specializing in strategic partnerships and the co-founder of Entrepreneurs HQ, an online community of 100,000 plus small business owners. Liam grew his email list by 48,000 subscribers in less than nine months by cultivating a relationship with his influencers. In fact, um, Liam came on board because I actually found him off my email list, so he contacted me from there, so it's quite an interesting journey. So thanks, Liam, for coming along, and um, great to have a chat with you today. Yeah, thanks for having me, John. I'm excited to be here. Great. So um, tell me a little bit about how you got to where you got to, like, um, and probably not too, old, too long the old long story, but sort of a medium short, short story um, of how you got to where you got today. Cool, yeah. So um, a little bit about the intro there. You can see that um, I've built up a, almost 50,000 email subscribers in, in less than 12 months, uh, and that has really contributed to uh, the success of our business and generating thousands of uh, paying customers uh, in the first 12 months of our business as well. Uh, but in terms of where, where it all started, I, I started a group on LinkedIn called mm-hmm. the Small Business Network back in 2008. Uh, and really used it for selfish purposes to reach out. I was growing a, a startup uh, and growing a business out of Barcelona uh, in Spain, and I needed to reach out to other entrepreneurs, small business owners who were growing their business because I had some issues and problems that I wanted to seek advice for. And so I started that group initially to um, solve my own problems and have other people to reach out to and, and ask uh, questions about problems I was having in my business, right. uh, as well as obviously help others in the, in the group too. Uh, and fast forward to today, and it's the second largest group on LinkedIn for small business business wow. or entrepreneurs. Yeah. Uh, we've got 130,000 uh, small business owners in there, and it's growing by six to 700 new uh, business owners and, and members of the group uh, every week. Wow. And that's organic now? Is it, was it always organic kind of? Did you get out there yeah. and promote it a lot, or was it just organically growing? Yeah, so um, it, it started uh, when LinkedIn first allowed you to create a group uh, on the platform. And mm-hmm. so it was one of the first groups on small business or entrepreneurs uh, out there. So it grew organically right from the very start, although I did initially invite some, some friends, colleagues, advisors, other people that I knew were you know, running their own business into the group and said, hey, this is a great uh, place for us to you know, share each other's problems, help each other out. Um, and, and, and solve uh, problems for each other. So right. uh, that, that's how it started. I invited a small group of people, but since then it, it grew organically and I, I kind of growth hacked it a little bit in terms of I just threw in some, used a bit of SEO tactics by um, throwing in some um, keywords that were um, heavily searched uh, into the, the title and description, sure, uh, which yeah, allowed us to be found in the yeah, search results of, of LinkedIn in those early days, which um, gave us that early traction to um, build uh, an audience really, really quickly. And then now, as one of the largest groups, we automatically get um, pushed to the top of the results um, when people are searching for small business or entrepreneurs. So reality, too, um, one thing about that is that it's also going out to Google, right? So anything you put in LinkedIn has all been indexed by Google. 
Yeah, LinkedIn is a really powerful platform that is kind of ignored by a lot of market marketers, uh, which means it's a huge opportunity. Mm. Uh, and you're right, like uh, it's it's being um, ranked really highly by Google. Uh, to be to show an example of that, all you need to do is type in your name into Google and and see your LinkedIn profile will probably come up in the first, yeah, (laughs) second or even third results. So Mm. uh, it does rank really highly. uh, And so, yeah, you should be using it uh, to your advantage. And anything you put in your headline, in your in your title, your, your job, and I mean, it all, all gets indexed as well. So, I mean, if you want to do SEO, the lazy way, just optimize your LinkedIn profile. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And uh, if you're looking for jobs or if you're a small business owner and you're looking to uh, win more prospects and there's prospects out there searching for people like you for you know to solve their problems, um, super simple. Start using some of the keywords that they're using to search to find you in your LinkedIn profile, in, in your title. So today, if you had to start all over again and do that group, do a new group, what would you do now, like in a fast track? If you said to someone, hey, well, let's create a LinkedIn group um, and you know, start getting members in a couple of weeks and grow it, what, what would you say would be the key steps to get that to happen? Uh, I'd say it might be really difficult now to, to become one of the, the, the top, top groups on LinkedIn specifically, but you could certainly do it on another platform. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook is still growing really, really fast in that respect. Um, Instagram, you can grow a huge amount of following really quickly as well. Um, and even, you know, the younger platforms coming through are still uh, a great opportunity. Like I've used LinkedIn um, right at the very start when they first announced you to grow groups. So mm-hmm. I was in there almost at the, the foundation uh, phase, which gave me an advantage. Now, if you wanted to start now, I'd say um, think about <coughs> giving value. Um, mm-hmm. As soon as you keep providing value, value on a consistent basis, uh, your audience uh, will keep returning, keep coming back, and they'll also start referring people as well. So word of mouth is, is the strongest uh, way to make sure that you grow, not just in terms of numbers, but in terms of uh, you know engagement and um, being able to actually convert these these followers or these members into actual paying customers. I guess in the end of the day, too, that kind of rule applies pretty much any groups you set up in, in any social media, particularly Facebook. I mean, it's even harder because you've got a, a, a lot more different kind of um, social media going through there. I mean, with LinkedIn, at least you've probably got a business person or someone involved in some sort of business. With Facebook, you've got a lot of, you know, people that aren't necessarily that you know, might be self, not just be normally employed. So, you've got to really focus on exactly what you're going to deliver. Yeah, that's right. And the interesting thing about, say, our group, the Small Business Network, on LinkedIn. Uh, if you go in there, you know everyone. Well, we've done studies, and it shows that like. <sighs> 81%, I think, are actual small business owners uh, in that group. Uh, the others are, are marketers trying to market to them. <laughs> um, <laughs> or market so, to you and still <laughs> spam your group, right? <laughs> exactly. So if you are going out there and, and you're looking for new prospects, looking for new clients, you know, that's a, that's a great place to start is to go in there and actually provide value into into those existing groups and if um, you know you you can transfer them across to a, to another group organically by providing value and, and not being you know salesy or, or pushy uh, I think that's the best way to gain respect and um, grow your authority uh, within your you know domain right okay so then you moved on to something we sort of spoke before about was the concept of the fact that whilst you had a group in LinkedIn, um, you leveraged that group and then pulled it out into greater, greater, greater subscribers list. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's really the key to the thing is a lot of people don't realize is if they 
they can easily lose that group. It could easily be shut down for any any bizarre reason that LinkedIn might come up with. Yeah. Um, and then you lost that entire all your work and everything like that. So you you moved them into an email list. How did you move them in, get them to subscribe and actually get them to to give up their email addresses? Well, yeah, I think you bring up a valid point there, which uh, I just want to stress a little bit further that. Um, there's so much hype around social media uh, to get followers, to get likes, to get these, you know, social credibility because you've got X number of followers or likes. Uh, they don't matter. Like my, my LinkedIn group, um, yes, it's got 130,000 members in there, but I'm restricted with how I can communicate with that group, how often I can communicate and whether all of my communications actually reaches 100% of the members. They, it, they don't. <laughs> Essentially, mm. social media doesn't allow you... There's algorithms in place that will only show your, um, your posts or your messages, your updates to a certain percentage of your audience depending on you know, how relevant they um, see it and how often they've maybe interacted with your content in the past. So... Mm. Uh, and then the, the second point on that is that um, at any point, uh, social media, whether it's Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, they can change the rules of the game. You're playing on their platform uh, and they can yeah, switch off straight away. So you, suddenly you might have this huge following and then one day you log in, your account's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've mm-hmm. seen um, uh, different social media uh, they will. You'll log into your account one day, and this happened. This happened. This has happened. I think a few different times over the past couple of years, where suddenly your number of followers or likes will have halved, uh, wow. and that's because yeah. you know the the social media has just been cleaning up um, some of these fake accounts mm. you know, on social media. And you go, well, mm. all these people were were they real? Were they not? Like what happened? I had this huge following, and it's a bit of a big downer. And and so it's what the whole point is that you can't control. Um, what's happening on the social media platforms. You don't own it. Um, so what you need to do is actually go out there and own your audience um, so that it can't be impacted by um, the actual owners of these other platforms. So the best way to do that, yes, is to, is to grow your email list. It's one of the number one things you should be doing. Uh, if you're growing an audience um, on social media or growing an audience at all, I think you know, it's, it's what's transformed my business and allowed us to have that foundation to actually grow our business was having that LinkedIn group um, is to get them straight off that LinkedIn group or off your social media into an yep. email list so you can have, um, you can communicate them with as frequently, as often as you like um, and you're a lot more certain that you're reaching 100% or close to 100% of uh, your subscribers every time. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that way you've got control about when you send it and who reads it rather than to the, to the list. Yeah, and, and you've got all this um, you know, data to see how many people it was sent to, who opened it, who clicked, uh, who did activity on your website once they reached there, and that whole funnel can be, can be tracked, and you can use that data to make um, more informed decisions about you know, well, who was converting, what types of people were converting, what's working really well, and you can start using this data to uh, increase the number of um, people you can get across into uh, a paying customer from, from your email list. Uh, I, think, I think, you know, where your, your first question really initially was, you know, how, have I, how did I get them across? Um, I started the group back in 2008 on LinkedIn, but I didn't do a lot with it up until about 18 months ago uh, when... Uh, if if anyone here is on LinkedIn, which I'm sure a lot of you listeners are, 
you, you can contact people, you can request to connect with people and, and send them messages as well. And as the owner of a group of over 100,000 people, mm. I was getting um, quite a few messages. Getting smashed, I would imagine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh, about 18 months ago, um, it'd been probably 12 months of getting a lot of a ton of messages and connection requests from this group and well I knew it was coming from this group um, because some of the messages were were um, specifically saying hey Liam I see you as the owner of this group but it doesn't seem like you're very active in there it doesn't seem like you're doing much mm-hmm. um, this is such a huge potential can you do something and then they'd go on to say look I'd love it if the group was able to do this if I was able to connect with these people better um, so after reading these these messages um, um, frequently coming into my <laughs> into my inbox on LinkedIn, I decided, all right, maybe there's something I should do about it. So I started responding to one, two, and then and then ten, then you know even more, and just asking, well, you know, what would you want to get out of it? And uh, then I ended up surveying the audience as well, uh, mm-hmm. and this is great. So if you can yep. build your audience. Uh, before you've even got a product or a service or something to sell them, um, the audience will tell you what they need and, and you can create that product for them. So my audience said that they wanted to, to learn from others in the group. Like You could see on LinkedIn um, the different members of the group and um, people knew of these people and um, some of their experience and knowledge and they wanted to get where they were or they wanted to get their business. Um, so they wanted to connect and um, le- gain from their experience. So uh, from that, we started inviting um, certain people from within the group to uh, a webinar and Mm -hmm. to actually teach at a webinar um, on certain topics that the audience wanted to learn about. So each week we did a new webinar with a member from the group and sometimes we invited someone from outside the group to come in and and teach the audience a a new skill set. Uh, and what we found that worked really well was uh, the topic of LinkedIn, how to get more yeah. clients and leads from LinkedIn, right? It, yep. it, it made sense. So uh, we decided uh, that we would run a, a conference, an online conference, where we'd invite uh, over 30 LinkedIn marketers or people who are mm-hmm. generating new clients and, and making sales off LinkedIn uh, on t- into the conference to teach uh, attendees how they were doing it. So we ran the LinkedIn Success Summit in December 2015 mm-hmm. and we had uh, over 15,000 people uh, register to attend that online event uh, and we had uh, you know over 500 paying customers for that because it, it is a free event uh, with an upgrade package uh, and we transferred into a business that suddenly um, was making close to uh, six figures uh, from that online event. And we've since then gone and ran an online event uh, every three months focused around how to generate lead and sales uh, through digital marketing. Because I noticed that, um, yeah, like I guess the concept of that online event is that number one is you don't have to create any content because they're coming from all their presenters. And secondly, you can upsell that to say look you know you can watch it in the the live or whatever and then you know you can subscribe to a lifetime access to it um that's that kind of thing is that what you do yeah that's essentially exactly how it works uh so the it's just like a a live in-person conference where you would attend for say five days it would run from nine to five uh and we'd have eight speakers per Mm -hmm. day or seven to eight speakers per day uh, and so 
if you wanted to attend, yes, it's it's completely free, but you'd have to take yeah that those five days take off those days work, out, which yeah, you're not going to do, right? <laughs> yeah, which which is difficult for some people, or they might mm. already have existing appointments in place. Uh, uh, but we we try to make it as easy as possible, I mean, as you. As I think both of us know, we're both Australian and yep. probably the audience and figured that out by now too. Yep. Uh, so a lot of these uh, big conferences in the US with uh, these exciting, experienced speakers, uh, it's very difficult for us to obviously get there to attend. Yeah, it's so expensive. Then you've, yeah. yeah, it's expensive. Mm-hmm. You've got your flights, you've got your uh, ticket to the event, then you've got your hotels, your food while you're there, and then you've got the time off work. So with the online conference, uh, it allows people from all around the world to, as long as they've got an internet connection to attend and, and watch these um, expert speakers that you'd normally have to pay over 500 uh, US dollars to mm-hmm. attend and, and watch in this in-person conference, you can um, learn from them for free. And that was really the, the driving force for, behind why I, I love this concept so much. Uh, and I think why everyone else, you know, we've had 15,000 people at our first event and ever since then we've run another, we've done four events in total and each one got over 10,000 people uh, in attendance and it's because it's attractive to people. People don't have to, you know, spend lots of money to, to attend but they can still uh, extract value from that. Uh, mm. And mm. yes, if you can't attend during those uh, five days, uh, you can upgrade to purchase uh, anytime access to all the sessions, as well as we provide MP3 audio files, so you can listen just like a podcast on the go, and um, a PDF action guide, so uh, a bullet point, step-by-step type instructions from each of the sessions, so it's like a quick uh, win, as opposed to listening to the 30-40 minute uh, video or audio. Yeah, if you're not, uh, if you're more into reading than than watching, yeah, I mean, personality type, yeah, yeah, that's right. People consume um, content differently, so we try to cater to that as much as possible. Uh, and then we've got the the private community as well. So anyone that that's really serious about, um, you know, growing their business, generating more leads and sales through um, mm-hmm. online channels, um, then we have. Um, Obviously, this package, but the online community is there, and you know everyone in there uh, has has paid who, uh, and is serious about um, really growing their business. And so, all these other people that just attended for free and maybe weren't as serious aren't included in that group. So, what we found is that's uh, filtered out um, some of the people who were not so committed. And so, we find that that um, community, that that Facebook group that we have, is uh, really vibrant and uh, has a really special. Um, community feel and everyone's in there helping each other and um, feels comfortable asking questions and helping each other out. So yeah, so it's like an ongoing thing then. Basically, it's a post. It's almost like you go to an event. You know, if you go to a live event, you network with a few people. You might keep in touch with a few people afterwards. It's kind of like the same kind of thing, really, isn't it? You really, you've, but you've got a bigger audience to deal with because the reality is, if you were to go to a, to those sort of events, you'd be lucky to probably find fifteen, twenty people. Um, over those few days or whatever, whereas here you've probably got hundreds or thousands of them. Yeah, that's right. So um, as I said, I think from that that first event we had over 500 people um, pay to upgrade and so there was 500 Mm -hmm. people who wanted to use LinkedIn to generate more leads and sales and so once you're... How much did you charge to to them upgrade? I mean, usually it's not... Um, so the industry is around like a hundred bucks or something like that. Is that sort of what you charged? Or? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, ninety-seven uh, US dollars to um, upgrade at um, the the pre-event uh, pricing, uh, and so 
very, very small commitment to get in and get access to all the recordings to watch, you know, at any time. And then also the, the community on an ongoing basis. Because, yeah, like, mm. as you said, like an in-person event, you, you rush around trying to meet as many people, get as many business cards as you can. You're not, it's kind of a scattergun approach. You just don't know who to approach, who the right people are. Whereas once you're inside that group, you can actually, inside that Facebook group um, that mm. we create, mm. you can actually go and, and check out the different members, see who they are, what they're, what they're all about uh, and whether they might be able to help you or you might be able to help them uh, with their business. So it's a lot a smarter way of um, networking uh, and, and growing, growing your business as well for a, for a pretty small price. Because you've already done all the filtering, you've already you know almost pre-qualified that that audience. So they, if that audience is about a particular subject, at least you pretty much know. Well, you know you, you're almost a minor, like a micro um, networking group at the end of the day that you've got there. Yeah, and it's super super valuable. I think uh, the people you know obviously turn up and um, go for the content initially, but then they stick around and stay for the 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 networking the community uh, and the value being provided on an ongoing basis for that because people are going through the videos uh, and all the the speaker sessions you know three months six months twelve months post the event and so they're constantly adding value or new ideas into the group about what's worked in in their business um, f- from what they've learned from from each of the events. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, um, all right, so um, so that's your main focus now. You're basically you're putting out that three-monthly cycle of, of like online um, seminars, I guess is the best way to put it, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So just think of um, going to, I'm sure a lot of people have signed up or, or know what a webinar is. Um, so like a seminar, but just online, and it's 30 of them. Uh, all at, all at once, um, so all on the one topic. So it's it's very very focused. So how did you like initially get that? So that your list that you built. So you essentially went off your LinkedIn group, then basically got some email addresses. And I was actually looking at the group today, and you've got a post up there where it says give out get the LinkedIn directory of three hundred influencers. So it's it's a great way of grabbing that email address by getting access to that list. So you're growing the list in your email system, and then you basically you run the summit and you get them to to subscribe to that and you send out an email saying hey we've got this summit and then they're resubscribing obviously then they're paying so essentially you're taking it from one step to another right yeah so i i could be a bit more specific with what i've maybe said in the past um Mm. so we've got the linkedin group we then promote the the event saying we've got these um uh, say it's the linkedin success summit coming up Um, we've got some free tickets all you need to do is enter your, your name and email address uh, because it's an online event, we'll notify you by email for each of of each of the speakers in each of the sessions uh, and where you can attend. So that's how we're collecting and growing our email list. So we're we're offering uh, a ton of value uh, for free, and all we're asking in return is for the person's email address. Uh, yes, once we've got their email address, we then supply them with access to uh, all the sessions for free. Um, but we also let them know, hey. If this is too much, if this is, uh, if you're away and you don't have time to attend, or you're going to miss some sessions, then don't worry about it. We're going to record them all, and you can upgrade and purchase all of the recordings for ninety-seven dollars or whatever it might cost, uh, and you can watch it in your own time at your own pace. So that's how we're then collecting the email addresses. 
Um, but the, the other one you've mentioned there, um, which is the, the directory of LinkedIn influencers, uh, yeah, we've put that behind a email list subscription as well. So uh, we, we call that a, a lead magnet where the whole idea is, yes, we want to grow our email list. What can we offer as a, as a lead magnet to get that lead? Um, what's, what's that magnet? And in this case, the magnet is the, is the directory of 300 influencers. Um, which people can get access to if they they leave their email address. Uh, And so if they leave their email address, we're able to then email them a link to uh, the directory and they can get access to that. So that's uh, two of the methods that we're using to build our email Mm -hmm. list, but um, great ways to do it are honestly giving free value through webinars, through online conferences, summits, events, um, giving away um, these lead magnets, so it might be a PDF, um, some kind of guide, a checklist, a directory, uh, like we've done as well. Um, basically, you're trying to give away value um, and give away as much value as possible to increase the amount of people who convert into an email subscriber. So um, the best uh, lead magnets are the ones that convert um email the most email subscribers at the highest conversion rate so mm. this is this is why you should also be be tracking all of these different things um, so i might go into a bit more detail here but but stop mm. me if no, i'm going right. too deep um, so in order to track all of this and, and set all of this up um, the most simple way to maybe well, i'll tell you how, how we do it and then i'll maybe go through a more simpler way um, you, we, we create the lead magnet, so it's a PDF, um, and it can be as simple as just a checklist, uh, which is here's the top 10 tools I use to achieve X in my business, or that saves me X amount of time or money, whatever it is. Um, and it's a list, list of tools, and it's just a link to each of those tools uh, for people, and, and this is something that people go gaga for, by the way, um, is just uh, your list of tools. Um, yeah. So create that PDF. It can be a one-page PDF. It doesn't have to look pretty or anything like that. It can be really, really simple as long as it provides a load of value. That's what people are coming for, and it delivers on the value that you're, you're promoting um, when you're promoting the lead magnet. So you could then go into, say, a LinkedIn group or a Facebook group or you know you promote it across social media to, to your followers or other people's followers and say, hey, just wanted to let everyone know that... Um, I've been working on something and I want to provide, you know, uh, this value to all of you. So, you know, give value, give value, give value. Don't just always ask to say, oh, here's my lead magnet. Um, mm. Give value and then say, um, to make it easier for everyone, uh, I've created this, this PDF document. It's only one page. If you want access to it, here's the link. Um, <clears throat> so that's poten- um, potentially how you could um, promote it and position it on social media. Then to track it, um, obviously you've got your, your link. You want to just go to bit.ly.com, which is a URL shortener, as well as mm-hmm. a, a tracking uh, link provider. And you just paste in your original link to the opt-in form, uh, and it'll give you a shortened bit.ly link, which will allow you to track the number of times it's been uh, clicked and where those clicks are, are coming from in the world, as well as some other um, interesting data. So, because it's important to know, like a lot of people, like, you set that up and then you forget to track it, so you don't know whether it's successful or not. Yeah, exactly. You might be going out there and, and, and spraying across, you know, 10, 20, 30 different groups, um, and maybe 70, 80% of them are driving zero traffic. And you want to mm-hmm. know that because you don't want to keep going and um, using those same channels 
marketing channels because they're not getting you any results. So uh, it's waste. It's a waste of your time and you're probably doing a disservice to the audience because it's, it's not relevant to them. Hence why, exactly. yeah, hence why they're not <laughs> clicking, right? Uh, so make sure that uh, you are tracking it and you are identifying which, which um, locations and channels are, are working best for you so you can leverage that and um, you know, increase um, your usage of, of that channel. So I guess in the scenario where you're doing like the lead magnet for LinkedIn, obviously you're offering LinkedIn groups, it's pretty obvious that people would want it. But by doing in different types of lead magnets, you're also then classifying or or pre-categorizing your your databases that are coming in because you know what they're interested in. So if you're going to run a summit on it and and you're getting good response, obviously then then that's something to start with, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to yeah test um, whether people are interested in um, what you're thinking or testing of, of selling them so you can go all right well you know, here's some information on say the topic of LinkedIn let's post it out let's see how many people uh, are interested in this is it um, getting a, a great high conversion rate through people um, maybe it is so great that's a good indicator that this could uh, be a potential product that people are willing to pay for uh, let, let's now test that let's um, create a, a pre-sales page where uh, we, we pre-sell the actual product before we even create it uh, and uh, we set milestones for ourselves where okay I need to sell at least 100 of the this product or this service before um, I actually create it because mm. only mm. until I've sold 100 does it make it worthwhile for me uh, and you know if if you don't get a hundred you can easily just refund uh, every single one of those people who purchased uh, back uh, with an apology so it's it's definitely a great way to be able to uh, test um, your market uh, demand for a product or service you may be thinking about because the old theory of if you build it they will come doesn't kind of work on the internet <laughs> <laughs> no I mean uh, yeah there's there's maybe it probably did maybe right at the very beginning of the internet but uh, the amount of websites and um, services and products being sold out there now you really need to differentiate yourself and uh, uh, stand out um, otherwise yeah you're just going to get lost in the crowd so providing value and, and I think I've probably said that word value quite a few times mm. already on this mm. uh, interview but uh, that's that's what it all boils down to if you can provide value on a consistent basis uh, you're going to win uh, and one thing where you should be or one place where you should be providing value every single time and not doing too much testing is um, with your email list so that list of email subscribers Uh, as soon as you don't provide value uh, there is that unsubscribe button, that opt-out button, right at the, very, mm. at the bottom mm. of every single one of your emails, and it's so easy for people um, to just click on that. It's just one click away, and then they're off your list. Um, that that person you worked so hard to build the lead magnets, do all the tracking, optimize uh, your marketing yeah. efforts. And he's gone forever now. They're gone. He, 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 somehow you've upset him, so that's it. He's never going to subscribe to you ever again, right? That's it. That's it. And that's um, you know what was interesting. I think about. Because um, I, I pay attention to, to email marketing very heavily because uh, we, we did a, one of our summits on, on email marketing, actually, the Email Success Summit. Um, so we had uh, 41 market, email marketing experts come and um, share their, their secrets with, with our audience. But I really loved what, what you were doing as well with uh, your, the way you wrote your emails and provided value um, in them. 
because there's there's a lot of people that aren't doing this, and so if you are doing it well, you can really uh, stand out uh, from from I th- your competitors. Yeah, I think you've got to think about the person that you're writing to, and and you know what they're interested in rather than what you're interested in. And I think that's part of the problem. A lot of people will try and sell too early, or will just start keep talking about themselves all the time, and you'll end up in a situation where people get quite bored with that if they're not interested in you. Um, so yeah, I think the secret to email marketing certainly is putting yourself in the foot. Of, you know, thinking about who's who you're writing an email to and what they might be interested in, and really focusing on them rather than 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 you, really. Yeah, that's right. And I think that's where you know surveying has really worked well for for my audience. We just uh, finished surveying uh, our audience using uh, the Ask method, which is uh, Ryan. I've got, actually, got his book sitting here. I actually bought, bought it online a couple of days ago, a couple, about two weeks ago, because we're in Australia. Everything takes time to get here. <laughs> but uh, I actually got his. I actually what I call hacking is. What because what what I do is pretty much what I just do with your funnel there. Is I'll if you like, like to look at something, feel free to email it. And even if you're not necessarily going to be buying anything, but put your email address in and hack their funnel. Figure out what they're doing. See what emails they send you. What pages they send you to, to see whether you like the look of it because it may be successful. And you can just basically you know use that to to clone your own ideas. Absolutely, I think uh, the the way that. You know, the world evolves and, and gets better is by, by learning from other people. And that's the, the premise of uh, my business is by running these events, uh, we bring in the, the best experts around certain topics. And, and the topics we've covered so far are, are LinkedIn, email marketing, Instagram marketing, and, and video marketing. And our next one is on productivity. So how right. to, you know, yep. make 2017 your, your best and most successful year ever. Uh, and we're bringing together these experts because they're obviously doing something right and well, something that's working for them. And uh, I ask them, well, what is the number one thing that works really well in your business to, to generate more leads, more sales, uh, actually convert more revenue into your business, share it with the, our audience and walk us through the step-by-step of exactly how you, you do this process uh, or this cat tactic uh, so other people can replicate that and, and implement it into their own business because there is so much we can learn from, from people who are doing things successfully and you don't need to copy it outright. It's a matter of putting your own um, you know, twist on it and just mm. if, if you're being authentic, you're being a real, you're being yourself, um, automatically you can take that idea and just put it into your own words and it will um, come out as your own. Yeah, and I think so. And I mean, at the end of the day, there's only so many ways you can do this anyway. And, and a lot of these guys that you might go into their funnel for, you might see them using some new technique that, that's only just started being used. So you've got an opportunity to go, oh, that sounds like a good idea. I'll, I'll put my photo here. Or I'll put this video here or say these these words here. You're really looking, when you're doing that hacking, you're really looking at what might be successful um, yeah. and something that maybe nobody else is doing. So you can get to the edge of the curve and start actually doing something new. Yeah, I think that's yeah. the point, right? Like, so if something's already working really well uh, and you know someone that's successfully doing it, just replicate what they're doing and once it starts working for you, you can then tweak it, start making changes, putting your own you know, nuances and, and, and new things in there um, to make it a little bit different, to test to see whether what you're doing will actually convert higher, build a you know, more deeper relationship with your audience or whatever your goal is but start um by you know using other experts as um tactics and tools and strategies uh, make it your own pull it into your own business uh, because that's a great place as a foundation if you're just starting out 
And mm. then once it is successful for you, that's when you can really start ramping things up and, and testing things for yourself. Try to figure out why it's working and then go from there. Because, I mean, sometimes you see some really good funnels and, and you try it and you realize that actually it's probably not working for them either. <laughs> it's just like they, they might be spending a fortune on Facebook ads and actually not getting any results. And you think, oh, I've just copied this funnel and it's going to try it. And then and you spend a big stack of money and realize it was actually not working for them. So I think the caveat here is that just because it looks good and it looks, doesn't mean it's working doesn't mean it is. Uh, yeah, so you nearly need to test it yourself first mm-hmm. and, and don't spend a lot of money on it and just suddenly you think, oh, I'm going, to, I'm going to spend two grand on advertising and realize that that funnel never worked in the first place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and that's why it's important as well to, to learn from several different people as well. Don't just uh, necessarily focus in on the, on the one person. If, if you can see that several people are doing the same tactic or strategy and um, you can see uh, that it is actually creating new email subscribers or it's getting the results that it's being set out to achieve uh, then you can you can you can confidently um, think or guess if you like that, mm. that it is working but the only way you can really know if it's going to work for you your audience your business is is to test it yourself so the the quicker and easier you can kind of, kind of set something up to, to test uh, to see that it's working for yourself uh, then you can start again you know changing it improving it making it your own um but yeah you want to make sure that it's working before you spend too much time time on it okay so now the question i'd like to ask a few guests is um what are the three to five and you know because in this cloud days you need more than that somebody said three and i said well you can have five if you like of the mains or solutions or solutions you use that you couldn't live without all right so uh wordpress is a definite i think uh, right, just yep. just in terms of um having a pre- presence online uh, mm-hmm. then uh an email um provider so what i mean by that is uh, someone like infusionsoft drip active campaign um which allows you to actually collect email addresses send emails to people uh and segment your audience to make sure that when you are sending out uh, content or emails that you're sending it out to only the segments that it's relevant for. So this is where it comes back to providing value every time. So um, having an email provider that allows you to segment your audience um, can really make you build a a stronger and deeper, more relevant relationship uh, with your audience. And and why you want to do that is because, yeah, you really want to bring them along the funnel and and convert them. And I think don't skimp uh, on your autoresponder. Do your research, find the best one, and then then you know, it's prepared to pay some money for it because a lot of people try to do it on the cheap and I think that's the worst thing you can do is try and skimp on your autoresponder. Um, I mean, we, we promote a product called Agile CRM because it's more than an autoresponder, but the idea, and you can stuff like $8 a month or something like that. But the reality is, is that, you know, don't go for a free one and then try and cut the, cut the corners there, you know, try to make some, do something you can use effectively. Um, which is what I find a lot of people do. They've got, they've got an email responder and doesn't do much, and they go, well, you know, I'm not yearly using it. Well, then you either waste your money or go out there and learn it. Wow, yeah. Um, so with, with our email marketing uh, summit that we did, uh, one of the speakers uh, phrased this really well, uh, Greg Hickman. He said that you should be looking at your, your email provider, your autoresponder, as an actual staff member, an employee. So if you're thinking in terms of wages, how much would you pay a staff or a, a member mm. <laughs> um, of your team um, as a full-time employee? And then think about, okay, 
think about it in that respect and then go out there and look um, for an autoresponder that um, provides uh, the, the solution um, to that, that you require in your business because it really is that powerful. I, I think I can't um, emphasize how important it is um, to look after your email list, to build your email list uh, and make sure that every time you're sending out an email that it is relevant and that you're providing value every single time. Uh, it has had a massive impact on most digital online marketers uh, in the world today. It's one of their most valued assets uh, in any digital marketer's business mm. uh, is their email list. So you need to look after it. You need to be spending uh, the money on it. Think of it as another staff member because really it is that powerful and it is, mm, and it exactly. is sometimes even more powerful than um, uh, an individual I guess the rule member. of thumb is that, you know, most of the time an email list, that an email you can send to is worth about a dollar a month to you. So it's worth looking after. Yeah, that's right. If you can convert it into dollar values. Uh, and I can tell you uh, that when you are sending emails out and you do have a product or service to sell if you're being relevant and providing value it'll pay for itself multiple times over so you won't even need to worry about um, the actual price or dollar figure you're, you're paying all right so that's two apps what's the next you got a couple more <laughs> what is it? wow can i just can i just focus on the email <laughs> can i just make it that my phone you can make it if um, you want it sounds like it, well it's working for you right <laughs> Well, yeah, there are um, at, at the email uh, summit that we that we ran. There are uh, there were speakers there, experts that their whole business is uh, email. So that's all they do. They sell via email. Um, their whole business is writing an email a day, and they yes, they do have a website, but um, literally their whole business is is email. Uh, so that's how how powerful it can be, and that's kind of like one tool that they use. Uh, and these guys are making, you know, six figures, if not seven figures a year. Some they're not really overthinking it, right? They're basically they're not building a complex back end. They're actually just running a front end and grabbing an email address and, and you know, doing the basics of what you do. Do one thing, do mm. it well. Yeah, so, and, and this is one of the most powerful ones. If you wanted to focus on doing one thing, doing one thing well, it, it would be email. So one of the things that, are, that people sort of don't talk about in the email industry when they get themselves into trouble later on is that, um, sending email, like if you've, if you've got that many subscribers coming through the system, if you're trying to send your emails off a Gmail email address or something, you're going to be in big trouble, right? You really need to have set that proper infrastructure up to handle the volume of emails. Yeah, um, if, if you want to be seen uh, as a legitimate business, I think that, you know, the credibility, trustworthiness, uh, you know, building that value and relationship with your audience. If you're sending something from Gmail, I mean, think think of it yourself. Whenever you get an unsolicited maybe email from a Gmail account from someone you don't know, um, your your estimation your of them drops. Are guard right. is up. Mm. Yeah, your, mm. your your guards are up. You've got this wall up. You're thinking, oh, what's what's going on? Is this is this a legit person or business? Uh, and most of the time, your email is going to be ignored if you're doing this. So if you've got a legitimate uh, domain, um, so by domain, I mean, um, you know, whether it's entrepreneurshq.com or, or something else, uh, and you're sending out an email, liam at entrepreneurshq.com, and people are receiving that, 
Uh, they know that you're a legitimate business. You've got a domain. Well, sorry, they don't know you're a legitimate business. Yeah, but they sake. suspect they you do. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. You've got that credibility, that trustworthiness uh, straight away there. Uh, and then just just that can have a huge impact on whether people will respond to your email, uh, take you seriously, will increase your click-through rates, all that kind of thing. Uh, but then on top of that, there's all these other things that you don't think about, which is whether you're going to be caught in um, the spam filters uh, within people's inboxes as well. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's that's an area where people get caught out and down the track is that they don't build for that future. I mean, I, I basically decided fairly early on to use a an add-on product called SendGrid so that I could actually get a reputation because at the end of the day, one of the things with email is all about reputation. So if you've got a reputation of sending a lot of spammy emails, then that reputation is going to continue to follow you around uh, no matter where you go. And so it's it's good to sort of do that research and make sure that your emails are going to get delivered and read um, and, and th- with the expectation that you're going to grow. Yeah, that, that you know, SendGrid's a, a great... Um uh, software technology uh, we, we use that for our, our automated triggered emails uh, for when people you know log into our membership or, or sign up for something um, and there are a lot of tricks you can use uh, to make sure that you are your emails being delivered and you're not being filtered as as spam Mm-hmm. Um, and I learned a lot of this from uh, the experts that came to the email marketing summit. Um, but I can I can quickly Good go free through free consulting uh, advice. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's right, right? Like um, I, I try to follow my own advice, learn from the experts. Um, so, in terms of if you do suspect that your your emails are being filtered into the spam box, um, what you can do is you can just start uh, looking at your your autoresponder, your your email provider, and go. Okay, who are the people that are actually opening my emails, clicking on my emails? Who are the most active people? And start mm. doubling down on the amount of emails you're sending these people. And don't send as often to the people who aren't opening your emails. Because those people who aren't opening your emails, that's what um, the Gmails, the Yahoos, the Hotmails are, are looking at going all these people are receiving this email, but they're not even opening this person's email, and they haven't opened that person's email in, in six months. Mm, um, what, yeah. what, what's going on here? Let's just move that across to the spam folder, right? That, that could be one indicator that they're looking mm. at. If, if you then suddenly start sending um, to the most active people that are replying to your emails, that are clicking on your emails, um, that are you know, opening your emails as soon as they see them come into your inbox, you know, Gmail, Hotmail, Yahoo are, are seeing that, they're tracking that and they're saying, this is an important email. Let's make sure that it is going to the primary inbox every single time for people mm. because we can see that they're interacting with it, they're replying. Um, and, and a good example of that is, you know, an email from, from your mum, right? Um, yep. An email from your mum is always going to get uh, a response from you, hopefully, or almost likely. Unless you're in big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, like... All the email providers know that, and an email from you know your mum will never be in the spam folder. Why? Because they've, they've, they've tracked that this email is from someone that you always. Um, this email um, from this email address is something that you always open, you always reply to, you always click on the links that are in there. It's highly relevant to you. It's always going to be placed in the inbox. So, in in saying that. There are some things that you can you can play around with with your email responders uh, and your sequences and campaigns that you're setting up that will encourage people to interact with with your emails. So 
ask Tell people. Tell a reply back, basically, ask yeah, them a question. Ask mm. them to reply. Um, ask them to, to click on certain things, especially in the first two to three emails, um, which are really, really important in the scheme of um, Gmail, Hotmail, Yahoo, to see exactly where, how important this, this new email that's coming into your inbox is. Um, so get them to reply. Um, reply frequently and often as possible. Uh, and also, yeah, clicking and interacting, just engaging with your emails can really bring you out of that you know, spam filter or box and, and into people's primary inbox. Because you've got a good point there because, I mean, one of my first very early emails is that when we send it off, we say, look, it's a real person. If you want, if you let me know, reply, reply back. Um, and often I'll get people reply back to me and say, yeah, I got it. And then I'll reply back to them and say, oh, thanks, that's good to know. And what's happened then is you've built that reputation from that, from that person. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty simple, right? Just get get yeah, ask, ask people to reply. It's it's a conversation. <laughs> yeah, just... It's email. It's uh, it it exactly. shouldn't be a, a one way um, device. Um, yeah, email was never designed to be that. And email was designed as a as a multiple. Well, I mean, you look at now when you look at Microsoft and and a few other applications, they term their email list. They don't call it an email. They call it a conversation. Mm. If you have a look at the app mobile app for Apple, the app calls it a conversation. It doesn't call it an email. Well, there you go. That, that's probably a really strong indicator that if, if your emails aren't creating a conversation, you're not going to be landing in that, in that folder. Yeah, you know the fly that you send out? You know the fly you stick on someone's um, windscreen in the car park? That's probably about as best you are at that point because they're just taking it off the windscreen and putting it in the wind. That's it. And, and the interesting thing about this is that, you know, we're, we're talking about this that, um, you know, you need to be getting people to reply to your emails. You need to be getting people to click on them. Um, but most uh, businesses who are sending out email broadcasts aren't doing this. Uh, so yeah. this, this, is, this, is a, this is a great kind of uh, opportunity because it means that you can really stand out. If you can just get some of your audience to start replying to, you know, whether it's that first email, as you mentioned, John, or you know, uh, the first one and the 10th one and the, the 20th or whatever it is in your sequence, get them to respond, um, you're going to be above just one of these newsletters that, Google, mm. the Gmails, the Hotmails, the Yahoos are seeing as uh, just a broadcast newsletter that should be put into updates folder, the, the newsletters folder, or the, you know, the spam you folder. Yeah. Exactly. That's great. All right, we're, we're coming up to the hour, so we better have to, have to pull up now, otherwise the podcast will be too long. Um, so tell me how people can get in touch with you. What's the best um, method? Is there, a, is there a web? And obviously, and obviously they look you up on LinkedIn. And, um, yeah, so happy for people to come and check out one of the, the summits that we do. The next one coming up is uh, on productivity and how to have uh, make 2017 your, your best year ever. Uh, we've got people... Um, Productivity experts, goal setting experts coming to help you plan out um, 2017. And again, it's always focused on how to generate more leads and sales uh, online for your business. Uh, so, productivitysuccesssummit.com. Uh, you can grab your free ticket there. Uh, Entrepreneurs HQ. Uh, that's where we uh, put all of our summits, all of our content, all of our interviews and courses. Uh, in that membership there. Uh, if you do have questions about this, email me, liam at entrepreneurshq.com. And then, of course, if you want to um, join uh, our LinkedIn group, Small Business Network, uh, on LinkedIn, you can just 
do um, search on LinkedIn for small business entrepreneurs, and we should be one of the first one or two uh, results there. And it, it's a great opportunity for you to jump in there and, and provide value and, and network with other mm-hmm. um, small mm-hmm. business owners who may be prospects for your business uh, or might be able to help you solve problems in your business as well. That's great. No worries. Well, thanks for that, and uh, thanks for coming along. Maybe we'll have you on again. Maybe we'll just talk about one subject next time. <laughs> awesome. All right. Cheers, John. Appreciate having okay, you on. Thanks. It's been fun. Thanks, Liam. You've just been listening to another great Evolvepreneur podcast interview. We hope you enjoyed it. Please visit evolvepreneur.biz today to find out more about our online community and how you can take part.